Hey, it's me. It's Brian. I'm here to speak to you on behalf of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Uh, I am here to talk to you all and take your phone calls and hear what you're trying to say. And, uh, you know, you can also call into the show, 614-655-3887 on, um, on WCRS-FM Columbus, LP Columbus in, you know, the outer belt. I don't know the numbers, so that might get them in trouble. But what do you want me to fucking do? I'm just a, uh, you know, an idiot. Um, so, yeah, I'm here to, to chat with with the listeners tonight maybe take a few phone calls with people uh try to do some a little bit by myself right like maybe i try to talk a minute by myself just to see if i have the ability to talk for a minute by myself why does my i always look like my head's floating in the air like the the picture is just not doing good for me i i i don't like to just be a head i like to be a um head with shoulders and a shirt and wear these fresh graphic tees for all of you and you can never see them so maybe one day i'll fix that today it's a carhartt work in progress 24-hour casino detroit michigan this is their silly hype beast brand for carhartt and i purchased it so um yeah every radio i know fixer punk uh, grayson says almost every radio studio i've been has the call letters and station id uh i'm in my office though at my house because when we used to go to the studio uh people would fuck with everything and then it wouldn't work and then it would become me uh being as fiery and angry as i could ever possibly be you know um so it's me. I'm here. I'm here to take some phone calls and uh, I'm ready to talk to everybody. It's not the laptop, smarty pants. Uh, so let's take some fucking phone calls, right? My phone's ringing over here too. Very important friend. Uh, I'm going to have to re re reply to him through text, text message. Um, so uh, let's take a call. Let's see. Hey, thanks for calling the show. It's me, Brian. How's it going tonight? Hi, Hello? it's me, Hank. Hank, what's up, man? Fuck. Hello. I can hear you. Hello. Can you hear me? Do we get you got? Oh, for fuck's sake, Jason. I can we, hear I, you, buddy. I can hear I'm, you. So we're talking. So what's up? We're talking. We're like two CB guys. Uh, we're two. We're two tugboats in in the misty fog of the morning, making sure we don't bump into each other. But just making you know, checking in on the uh, on the salmon account. I don't know what that's. Those the are those, that's sailor talk. You ever thought about being a sailor, Brian? I, yeah, I, I no, I haven't read all of movies. Well, Dick. I, I, I wanted a saying. boat. I, I'm just rambling. I'm I just, wanted a boat. <laughs> I do want a boat. One All day right. I want to be rich enough where I can order a boat off the I don't know why I said order a boat like I'm going to do it on Amazon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I do want a boat. And uh What kind of boat guy are you? Yeah. There's a lot of different flavors of boat guy. 
Are you like a big, like okay, a, are let, you going out for cruising and speed and going or partying? And, and, you know, you tell me. Well, you know, you all should know me well enough to know that one yacht. I mean, that's just because I want to be really rich, but that doesn't have anything to do with <laughs> the kind of boat I want. I would like a, uh, I guess I would really like a speedboat because I want to do a dangerous huh? thing. You know, it's either leisure or danger for me, right? Like there's only, there's only like two things that I like and it's, it, it is being dangerous and being leisurely. And, uh, that's what I'm doing. So I would say speedboat more than likely, even though, you know, those aren't like, those seem less fun for the other people, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like the other people on the boat. It does. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, like race cars aren't comfortable. It's only fun for the person the driving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's only good for driving. That For the driver. The driver's having a fucking time of their fucking life. But... As far as like being on a speedboat, I've been on a couple. You know, I told the famous bologna sandwich story on the uh, uh, on a on a boat one time, and uh, I liked I liked that. You know, I I I liked being on the boat, but I couldn't talk to anybody, and they had me in a uh, life preserver, which is like out of time. You know, yeah, anybody that listens to the show knows that I'm not fucking gonna wear a life preserver happily. Like that's not going to be good for me, you know? Right. Like a dog with a cone. Yeah. That seems you in a life preserver, just constraining. Yeah. Well, it's like when I worked at the cable company or anything else, it was like hard hats. I, I hated wearing a hard hat. Um, it was the fucking worst. It made me feel like an idiot when I put it on and you know, obviously I think that safety equipment is really important, but like, I can't, I can't tell myself that things that are safe are cool. Like it doesn't feel cool. You know, I do. Yeah. I think, um, it, it, clearly safety is cool though. Like you, you know, that sounds oh. like a kind of a, a relic of a, a stigma of our culture that you don't want uh, a bright yellow with, you know, vest and uh, a hard hat to uh, be perceived because you feel like a square, you know, you feel like some sort of jerk wearing a seatbelt, you. you know, and that's uh, like, no one thinks that's cool, but uh, maybe you could, uh, you know, take the lead role here and um, be, make it cool. Start wearing a, a hard hat during <laughs> the podcast. Like how Crowder no. wears a gun holster, you could normalize safety. He normalizes danger. Wait, he, you could normalize. Crowder safety. wears a gun when he podcasts. Oh, yes, on his yes, it's it's part of his getup. Like how you might put on shoes or something, he puts on a holster. I'm not a big anti. That's like well, the I, fucking I that fucking guy. I don't watch. I didn't bring it up because. Go ahead. That's fucking Go ahead. stupid. It makes you, it, I, I don't understand these guys, man. They don't, that's like my father-in-law. Every time I fucking go over to his house, he's like, Hey, um, 
Every time I go over to his house, he's like, hey, you want to come look at my gun? And I'm like, no, I don't care about your fucking gun. I do not at all. But every time, every time I go over there, he wants me to look at his gun. And uh, it doesn't give me any joy to see one. And like, nobody's going to blast into Steven Crowder's studio and shoot him while he's podcasting. <laughs> That's right. Especially the kind where you need it uh, attached to your rib cage and you're ready to go. Yeah. Um, although someone in the, in the chat said it's just the whole, so maybe he's, he's not actually got the gun in there, but nevertheless, it's insanely insecure and clearly some sort of signaling thing that is um, uh, scary if you think about it too much, but yeah, it's just, it's just but really hard pathetic. hats. Hard hats are like, I understand like, like I said, in my mind, I can talk about like worker safety is like super important. You know what I mean? I'm not saying it's not, it's not like an important thing. It's just, why does everything have to look so fucking goofy? You know, I, I look, I've almost bought like high viz hype beast stuff on uh, the Carhartt website. Like I've come real close to buying a few high, uh, I've come real close to buying like the streetwear Carhartt high viz t-shirts and stuff like that like i've come very close to that but i can't and i don't think high viz is bad like i don't mind that stuff that that like sort of green color and and that yellow color like none of that bothers me necessarily but like the 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 actual hard hat you know what else i always had trouble with hank tool belt always you just couldn't get me to wear that damn tool belt oh <laughs> they just <laughs> They, I would get in right. trouble yeah. all the time for carrying it over my shoulder like a backpack. Like I would, I would like sling it over my shoulder and walk around with it. And uh, my every job I ever had, they're like, "You look like a fucking idiot." Like they get like really mad, like, um, and tell you that it doesn't look professional. But it's like, yeah, but I mean. Wearing, wearing a tool belt the right way looks really square. It looks like you're at work, you know? Right. Yeah. Like you got a boss. That's where you do your least cool stuff. stuff. Is at work? At work. But we should have tool belts for office workers with like post-it notes, you know, fresh Bix. Um those little uh, tabs you stick into notebook uh, into books. I don't know what, what do they do at all? What, what other uh, a stapler? You have all sorts of stuff on a tool belt. I think we. I think you and I just stumbled onto our next great product. Well, I don't Shark think anybody wearing oh, work tool belt. I I just I just don't think that okay. like I don't think people like having all their uh, okay. There's a certain type of person that I worked with at the cable company. And when I was a roofer that like, and even in the call center, but like not as many of them in the call center, but there's this like certain type of person that just wants to have everything on them. You know what I mean? They call it EDC now everyday carry, but back in the day, it was just like the weird guy that had all of his keys and that weird phone holster thing that people get that sticks out of their pants and the chain wallet and a Leatherman and all that. So that was like a type of guy. Um, and 
in my world, and I'm talking even in the blue collar time where I was working in these blue collar jobs, everybody made fun of those guys. Even the, the other guys at the cable company made fun of them. <laughs> so that kind of fucked me up yeah. a little bit, probably. Yeah. I've had, uh, you know, I've, I've um, told you about my aquarium job I used to have, and I, I just recently um, have, was doing woodworking. And then maybe I'll update you guys on my wrist since I'm in a workers' comp situation. But so I've had jobs where you need tools, kind of like cable guy, like the aquarium thing, for, especially I did that for 10 years. And I always had cargo shorts, though. But that's like, I'm, I'm a big cargo shorts guy because I actually had a lot of cargo. I needed shit. To, I needed yeah. pockets to put stuff in. You always end up with little parts, little pieces here and there. Uh, some tools, you know, in and out of the tr in and out of the truck to fix things. So yeah, I, I get it. And and you know, when I was doing woodworking, though, I I never uh, stepped up to the apron. Some woodworkers are full time apron wearers. Uh, there's some pretty good reasons why you should protection for like kickback or things that might come shooting at you. I guess in a little way. Um, but aprons also have pockets too that you can um, you know put some of the the go tos on. So I can see why it's a it's a useful thing. But like it's also I get why we we shame people. That, that's like, you know, you know, Batman would be, it'd be funny if you could be like, Hey, Batman, this is not cool. And then he starts getting self-conscious and, and doesn't bring all, doesn't bring his utility belt with him or something. So I'm an apron guy. I'm a fucking huge Great comment, apron Hank. guy. I wear an apron. I wear an apron when I bake bread or an, a like I wear an apron now when I bake and stuff like that and make pizza dough and shit. Uh, you know, you can't wear an apron as a cable guy. Uh, it's not, like a thing but like i always felt like oh. i always did feel like cargo pants to me putting your tools in your cargo pants is like just shoving your phone your gun in your pocket like if you had a gun if you just shoved it in your pocket like it always felt really off-putting to me when i would put like a few screwdrivers and a hammer in my cargo pants yeah yeah it really is kind of it's not yeah but that's our that you know that's the, the whole point Got to got to clear your hands up so you can swing them around or something. Yeah, and that's you're saying. Yes, I always like the hard hat. How is has that hard hat have that crank on the back? That little wheel you turn and it clicks and then it tightens around your head. That's that's always been my favorite part. And I haven't, I can't say I've worn a lot of hard hats, but I, I you know, if any, it, no, no kink shaming. I would definitely put another one on for somebody if they wanted me to. God, I I don't know if I've ever told this story. But uh, back in back, I know I've told it. I had to have told it. But back when I was roofing, uh, I was like habitually not wearing my hard hat to work because I just didn't want to fucking wear it. You know what I mean? I, I just thought it was the dumbest thing I'd ever seen. So I was like, uh, I'm not going to wear it. And then one day they told me, like, if you don't wear your hard hat tomorrow, you're going to have to wear a pink hard hat. And of course. I ain't wearing no fucking pink hard hat, you know what? Or I'm not wearing a hard hat. I didn't show. So I had to wear a pink hard hat every day for like a week and they would always be making fun of me. And I'd be like, well, this one like actually looks better than like the white ones that you're wearing. <laughs> you know, like I, I thought I had the stylish hat and uh, who in the chat just sent, I got to find, I got to credit the person in the chat. A uh, double neg in the chat posted uh, uh, TascoSafety.com hydro dipped hard hats. Now that's fucking something I would wear. That is fucking fresh, man. Oh, I should get that. I like those. They're they're sweet. You guys got to look them up. Um, but yeah, I think like, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, 
Yeah, they're pretty sick, aren't they? Those are some sick fucking hard hats. That's maybe something I'd wear. But yeah, I liked wearing the pink hat. Yep. Like they were trying to make me feel stupid. Well, you know, this is 2002. So they were trying to make me feel gay was like what they were saying. <laughs> but right. I didn't necessarily really care about that, you know? Right. Yeah, it's absurd. The pink blue color thing is really um, still still part of our culture, I think. But it's you know, uh, yeah, it's, it's so weird. It's uh, it's it's a strange thing how that like toxic masculinity thing has. It's all just like self enforced by the that type of mentality. Um, you know, they think you're the weird one because you don't care that pink is a color, or that you they think you're gay. Like, who gives a shit about all that? It's so stupid. But in their world, they use it as a way to like enforce. This, this goofy like social container that they don't want people to step out of. Um, even sure, on like a yeah. casual and, like, work site, sort of thing, people that they're not necessarily like trying to like antagonize. So I hate, that's the part of like masculinity I've always fucking hated in this whole society. <laughs> and if it's 1998, 99, I would say, uh, th this was a time where it might have been early 2000s when this happened, but there was this like sort of period at the end of the 90s, the early 2000s, where where pink shirts like started to be like in style for dudes, salmon color, any of that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Like like that became like a style, and it 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 started this like sort of a uh, this war of like there were people like. I'll be honest, I didn't wear pink and I thought people who wore pink looked stupid. And now that makes me if it was now, I know what that makes me, but at the time it was probably a lot of like homophobia and stuff like that, but also like you just never saw dudes wearing pink when when I was a kid. You know what I mean? And uh but it started to be in style and it's the same thing uh as emo when everybody started calling everything emo for a period of time and it was just like okay you know uh it's it's like a heavy kind of music it's not some lifestyle thing but dudes have always been that toxic masculinity thing is something that dudes have been afraid of for as long as i can fucking remember and it was like my nightmare was to have people think i wasn't macho so I, I, I was probably as bad as anybody at that kind of thing. You know what I mean? I remember like the big joke that there was back when I was a kid was like, if you came to school in a shirt, which is weird because when I was in ninth grade, silk shirts were like in style. So like dudes were wearing fucking purple shirts, pink silk shirts. They looked like blouses. Dudes were basically wearing blouses back then. But for some reason, it swung back all the I'm way the other though, right? way. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Oh, God. I had the coolest fucking purple one, man. Oh, my God. Everybody's looking at me. It's like one day I would wear my purple one. One day I would wear my blue and salmon colored one. And then the next day I'd wear my Looney t Looney's Blunts shirt like the cigars uh and it was the looney tunes like running around smoking mm -hmm. exploding guitars gu cigars and then the next day you know maybe a band t-shirt or something but man i was styling and profiling back in ninth grade during silk shirt times um 
So, yeah, there was that period of time where it's like all the people who were the most sort of toxic masculine guys were like wearing silk shirts everywhere. <laughs> it's really it's really weird. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm like you, though, man. I grew up like we're the same age. I grew up as a kid in the 80s, high school in the 90s. So I absolutely had a, uh, a lot of that internalized homophobia stuff. Um, you know, I wasn't of the kind that was out running around screaming at people or anything like that at all. And like I, my, my origins is a, my, my dad was a, is a conservative dude. And like, I grew up in a conservative like household, although not overtly political. It wasn't like, it was always something that, um, was talked about, but I just identified with my dad and I knew that I hated the Democrats and stuff like that. Um, but as a, just a regular ass, you know, kind of, um, you know, run-of-the-mill, ordinary, dumb American upbringing I had. I definitely had a lot of that stuff that, that is, uh, I would have been worried about being perceived as gay or being not, not macho enough. I mean, that, that kind of thing gets in your mind whether you want it there or not, you know? And then you have to learn that you shouldn't want it there and work to ex- exorcise it or excise it or whatever the right, right word is. Like the, the earrings on the left, do you remember that? The earring, uh, if your earring <laughs> is on your left ear, you're gay, or if it's on your left ear. I, I was never an earring guy. It didn't, it didn't become something. But I remember looking around and be like, oh, there's a left earring. That's a gay or something. You know what I mean? Like, you're like, what are you supposed to just all weird stuff like that? Just culture, culture. It's just funny how fashion becomes part of the way we enforce things on each other. Why do I remember that my thing with the earring thing, right? Was like, I didn't think anybody re- there wasn't like a right ear to do it in that like i i i remember it being really confusing which ear you do the earring in and it depended on the person you were talking to uh i find had i never had an earring growing up like my old they let my older brother have it but they wouldn't let me have it um i do think one earring is uh, incredibly stupid looking style i I will say that but i think people's dudes started getting both ears pierced because they didn't know which ear it was so they were like fuck it if i do them both i can't get it wrong you know (laughs) because that's how i always thought about it yeah (laughs) yeah and i think the culture i don't think anybody knew that i mean obviously But even at that time, I don't think anybody knew. I don't think there was a custom that really existed for which ear is a signal. Like, it's just something people said. Because I remember it would be like, no, the left ear. No, it's the right ear. No, hey, no, it's the left. Like, it was always like an argument over which ear. So, at least where I was from. And like... uh, um people didn't really know but it could i could be wrong actually too but yeah the earring thing was really fucking wild there were a few other things too where like i remember the boomers god it would have had to have been yeah the the boomers the generation before me maybe even some like generation x people yeah would say that if you sag your pants uh if you sag your pants that's the same thing too you know what i mean so uh, sagging your pants right. was also very, was considered gay. So that is, uh, uh, yeah. that yeah. is the other yeah. thing. Oh, holy moly. 
Hank, I got to get to another call. I didn't realize we were talking for 25 minutes. Oh, my God. All right. That's been fine. I, I, thanks for taking me first. and uh, uh, um, Sending love to you and Brett and everybody there at the crew it. and everybody in the audience. And uh, have a good night, my friend. We love you, Hank. All right. You can blame Brooklyn Skulls in the chat for that. He wanted me to kick Hank off the air. So maybe you guys can fight about it later. I don't really know, but I'm going to take this next call. Thank you for calling Street Fight. Who am I talking to tonight? Hello? Are you there? Oh, he hung up. Oh, a hang up. Ah, oh, what the hell, man? All right. I'm taking the next call. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who am I talking to tonight? Oh, I hear you. Uh, Danny in Brooklyn. Yeah. Danny in Brooklyn, how are you doing? How you doing, Danny? Uh, Wait, are I'm pretty you good, man. Skulls in the chat. Did you make me hang up on uh, Hank? <laughs> how dare you? Hank is oh. mad at you now. So what's going on, Danny? Hey, man. Uh, I'm sitting uh, out side on a bench just in sort of sort of like in front of one of the uh older projects in uh bushwick brooklyn it is a hot humid muggy 80 degrees here uh and uh yeah just enjoying the sunday really yeah it's hot here too it was like 90 today it might be 80 now but it yeah. was sweating nuts outside i hated it Yeah, no, it's been, uh, I've been, uh, I actually started, I, I started a new job where I was, uh, where I'm working, uh, in like a fabrication space, um, in like a smallish warehouse, maybe like 5,000 square feet. And like, we have a lot of, um, fans going all the time, but like, I just get home every day and I will like, kind of like rub my, like one of my fingers up against like my forehead and I'll be like, oh, that's just a small layer of salt. I'm just uh, sweating that much. Yeah. I do the same thing. My shirts are always like have like a, a strata stratus of it looks like mountains of salt across the front of my shirts when I get home from my walk. It, if it's really <clears throat> hot outside, it's fucking crazy. Um, oh, let me help somebody real quick before it goes. Uh, mom fungible said, Hey Brian, I can't call in, but I'm wondering where to go for takeout pizza in Columbus. My wife and I are celebrating our 10 year anniversary in your neck of the woods next weekend. And I know there's good za there. Angie's A N G E S pizza is the best like Columbus style stuff is, is what I can tell you. So it's, uh, uh, try that one. Yeah. The delay's crazy this time. I will tell you that. Uh, I don't know what's going on with that, but you know what? We're just going to have to make it, you know? Um, so do you have air conditioning in your apartment, Danny? Um, we started getting, we don't have central air, which is where it comes out of the, uh, the walls, uh, or the vents or what have you. But, uh, there was about three, four weeks ago that it was getting like it was basically like 90 degrees every day. So I got one of those small air conditioning units that you can put in a window. And I found that 
you know, because my apartment is sort of oddly shaped, it basically only cooled the kitchen, which is where it is. Um, but it did help to just sort of have like some kind of flowing air happening. Plus I have two cats. So when I was like gone during the day, you know, like I wanted there to be opportunities for them to be a little cooler uh, than me. Cause like, I basically, I'd like, I surrendered to the heat. Like I actually run cold anyway. So I kind of like it when it's hot. Um, but, uh, yeah, I have to answer your question. Yeah, I do have a, an air conditioning unit and there, there are definitely like two to three weeks, especially in August here where you kind of basically have to have it on. Yeah. You big city people like it's fucking nuts. How, how many of you guys don't have air conditioning and just like sort of live without it because uh i don't know anybody that doesn't have central air conditioning in their house (laughs) i'm sure you know there i mean there are people that don't there are people that don't use their air conditioner which that's that's actually mind-blowing to me but like uh uh yeah i like to wear I like to wear like I, I I have my air on all the time. I can't live without it. My electric bill during the uh which is crazy. My my electric bill during the summer is just like really high. Like like an amount of money that people shouldn't be paying, but during the winter, my electric bill is like forty five dollars. Yeah, yeah. It's uh it's, I mean, it's kind of happening all over the country. Like I uh, grew up in Seattle and uh, my parents just redid the heating system in their house that they've been living in since like 1991. And uh, they decided like, we're going to get, um, and they're like 68. Um, but so like, they're a little bit more sensitive to the heat, but uh, they just decided to get like, an actual actual air conditioning and for context like that's pretty highly unusual in seattle like people generally don't have uh those kinds of amenities in their houses like you don't really need central air or you didn't need central air there in the past and like less people have uh pools and what have you in the summer because it just didn't get that hot but uh it's just it's just turning into one of those places where uh it gets very 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 hot uh, during certain parts yeah, of the I've, summer, um, and because they're, they're like way less used to humidity and just heat in general, it's just it's it's shocking a lot of people, especially in the Pacific Northwest. That's John, uh, my co-host on the POD cast, and actually my co-host last Wednesday is is John Cullen. He uh, we do the POD cast twice a month. We we do it, and sometimes, man, he looks like he's gonna fucking die in that studio room i think they have an air conditioning in their main living area but not in the studio and i'm always just like i got a vent blowing on me right now so i i generally am way more comfortable and yeah the pacific northwest like i mean that seems so bad too that like nobody's nobody's uh i don't want to i hate using words like this but nobody's like interrogating why all of a sudden you need air conditioning to live in Seattle. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like I understand our listeners are and, and like environmentalist people are, but like 
you know, there are so many people in Seattle now that are buying air conditioners that are like, oh, yeah, I guess you just need an air conditioner now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is, it's, uh, uh, it's absolutely like, uh, it happened to my, uh, my friend Carrie too, who lives over in Bellevue, which is right across from, uh, Lake Washington. She got central air and, uh, it just, it, yeah, it just, and I mean, that's the thing too, is it's really, it's a real sudden, it's a real sudden shock up there because this June, there were a couple 50 degree days where it was just like basically March weather all the way into like late June in the Pacific Northwest. But then like once the switch flipped, it was just hot and unbearably hot for a lot of people. Yeah, there, I wish I, I, you know, I spend a lot of time like trying to figure it out. Like, like, is there a way like, I'm sure there's people working on a way to be comfortable and not just blasting air into the house. Like, that's the thing. We're just all going to have to move underground now and live in basements, you know, uh, because I'm not used to, like, I've been to Seattle a couple times and I always feel a little weird about, like, I'll, I'll go looking to turn the air conditioner on and no air comes out. And I'm like, what's going on? And then I discovered finally the last time I was there uh, that it was because none of the places have air conditioning because they don't need it. But I need it. Like, I need it to be fucking cold. Yeah. You know, you grow up in Ohio, you grow up in Ohio, like, not by it, not by the lake, you know. I don't live by a lake or anything like that, dude. I live in like goddamn landlocked Columbus, Ohio. There's literally nothing like there's nothing for breeze. There isn't like a place for a breeze to happen, and it's humid as shit. There's wild, there's plant life everywhere, and it's just like super fucking humid. And like, I just feel like I just feel like like. Is there some kind of an idea like Doug Green in the chat says they've been talking about making an air conditioned city in Phoenix? That's fucking why you can't do that. That's that's probably fucking one day of it running and it's melting an ice cap. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, I not to be too much of a absolutist on it, but like my whole mantra is that if uh, if you're particularly wed or uh, a fan of um, Phoenix, Tucson, uh, Las Vegas, uh, it's like I, I mean, enjoy it now because uh, that shit is beyond fucked. I mean, it's like you're talking. I mean, like it's way less humid for sure. It's a much more drier heat, but it's just like it's like what are you talking about? It's 110 degrees. Like that's ridiculous. Right. Like and, and you're like you're like it's like a just like a slide against God where you're just sort of like, Oh yeah, I can live again I can live in I'm trying to live in the middle of the desert. Um, you know, and and, and like, you know, especially those two cities are just like the king of sprawl. I think it was Phoenix and Tucson that are like eventually just like kinda touching, even though like they're not close to each other. Um, and like there was even like a it gets to there's, it's getting to the point where like in certain contexts like the uh, the uh, not alloy but the compound that makes up like rubber tires that goes on like airplanes like they can't land over a certain degree 
so if it's like more than like 115 degrees, you can't you can't land a plane and because the tires just start to melt. Uh, That's and, fucking uh, I've crazy. I've had friends from the Arizona area. Yeah, they, my friend uh, the who um, used to live in Portland, Oregon. Uh, he would uh, he was like such a fast walker all the time. And uh, it was funny because we'd be like, why are, you, why are you walking so quick everywhere? And it was, he lived in Phoenix and his whole thing was like, yeah, well, just in the summer, the asphalt got so hot and I would just wear Converse. So like you could just feel the heat through your shoes. So you just, you just have to move fast. I was like, that's fucked. Right, that's you, terrible. And, and I want to live somewhere that's, that's warm in the wintertime. Trust me. That is my uh, uh, my dream is to live somewhere that's warm in the sum in the winter time, but uh, there's summers. There's just not a lot of places where it's warm in the winter and the summer is habitable. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I mean, the only place that's like the only places for that are like maybe San Diego, but like I just wouldn't live in California. Period. At this point, because their water is so unstable. Uh, Texas you can't really depend on because like remember even it got really cold there in the winter uh the last that couple winters louisiana too. that sucks for them like i feel for them like wild <laughs> yeah. oh yeah their yeah. their whole I... their whole infrastructure thing is so wild um yeah and then florida louisiana, i can't um, be in yeah, you could live in florida yeah Maybe. well i mean yeah, new orleans is kind of like the closest thing to uh, a situation but like um you know it's a it is a city uh, that is uh, beneath the uh, sea level so you know <laughs> not, it's a, also, not a good long-term situation yeah yeah so well danny thank you for calling i gotta get some more calls in here so that people don't yell at me again uh it was good to hear from you though yeah man yeah, have a good, uh, night. good to talk to you. Uh, I'll talk to you later. Peace out. Uh, yeah, man. I, I just think like, I don't know. People don't ask quite like, it's funny. We've been sort of taught that you can't, you know, you can't, you can't do nothing about the weather. That's something you can't fix. And, um, it is like that has lead, led us to now it feels like honestly we can't uh do anything about it too late uh but uh yeah tampa's tough tampa sounds tough winter or you know so let's take another call here uh hey thank you for calling who am i talking Hello, to tonight bear, bear. you, you got bear on the radio How's it going? Fuck yeah. How's it going, Bear? Oh, it's going great. I just packing this vaporizer, but it isn't fucking packing. It's really annoying, actually. It's not going great. I like What kind of vape are you using? What kind of vape are you using? It's a, uh, it's a PAX 3. PAX Ugh, 3 dryer vaporizer. I had one of the. I still have it. It's, it's so in my uh, bedroom. It is so much better than anything else because I, I suck at rolling and I hate pipes and you know I'm not I hate carts too so that's kind of my only option. It feels like you're still smoking it. 
like I, I maybe you don't care. I got on it because I didn't want to smoke anymore. You know what I mean? So I was like, oh yeah, I'll go ahead and I'll start vaping then. And um, I got the packs three, and uh, you just got to heat it up so much that you're basically still smoking. <laughs> you're, you're just smoking it still. Yeah, that's how I see it. It is one of the like, it's one of the worst vaporizers. You know, like it's it's one of the best brands as far as like quality of products goes. But as far as like if you if you're trying to vape, like it's it's not a very good vape. I mean. You know, it's a bowl that has a lighter built into it. Yeah, yeah, it really is that. It's more convenient than anything. You know, it's not any better, but it, it's it's convenient. Yeah, that's how we got kicked out of a hotel room in New York because I don't know. You think you can vape indoors? Like you think it's fine? <laughs> Nobody will smell it. But it's basically like smoking. So we ended up getting kicked out of a hotel one time because of the the vaporizing vaping inside which i always thought was a bad idea anyway but you know what else are you gonna do you're gonna go outside to do it that's I mean, crazy vapor literally the literally the day i got the vaporizer i i thought that like it wouldn't smell as bad right i was like oh it won't smell mm-hmm. like i'm smoking because i'm not smoking so I went out back where just in the normal smoking area where all the managers go to smoke. So while I'm working at Chili's too, I just sit out there and I'm fucking puffing away on that thing. After about three minutes, Clint was like, are you still like able to function? I'm like, what you talking about? And he's just fucking yelling at me for sitting there smoking weed that whole time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think, I think the good thing about the packs, I believe, is the ABV you can make edibles out of, and they're really good. Yeah. They get you fucked up. You can also just throw a bunch of ABV in your mouth and get high. That's already vaped. But you can, you can just... Oh, fuck. You I can hate just that. No, no. That's, that's... <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what I used to make. Very early on. You can probably find my recipe for it somewhere on the internet, too. Uh, firecrackers were these things I used to make where I would go to the, I go to the grocery store and I buy some Nutella and, uh, Ritz crack or townhouse crackers. I, I went townhouse I buy the townhouse crackers and some Nutella and I would sprinkle a little bit of weed and some, uh, keef on each. I would spread on one and run up like i would lay out like six of them i would spread the uh stuff on each one and then i'd sprinkle a little bit of weed and a little bit of keef on each one and then put uh the stuff on the uh top put the nutella on top and then smash them together like a sandwich but you can't have any you can't have any weed showing on the outside it has to be inside and um man those things those things were like fucking it was crazy because so, you couldn't really measure how much you were using, you know? So you would just get your fucking shit rocked yeah. on them. And I used to eat like three at a time where it was like, my guess is like those things were up into like 50 milligram for the lower ones. You know what I mean? It, it would be my guess is uh, 50 milligrams. Yeah. But I would just get so lit up. I saw the first Avatar movie. I ate like five of those when I saw the first Avatar movie, and it was fucking mind-blowing when I saw it. I mean, the movie sucked, but, you know, what are you going to do? 
Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, yeah, I mean, it's not going to make the movie better, but I mean. No, weed doesn't make movies better. People always think that, but it doesn't. No, it just makes you have a better time if it's a good movie. It doesn't make the movie better. No. Yeah, you can't enjoy I I mean, I Again, find a, that I find that marijuana makes you more of a I feel like marijuana makes you more of a complainer. If that makes sense. Like, I think I complain yeah. more. It makes you more vocal about what so you don't like. So if you're watching a movie you don't like, it makes you feel like shit because you're like, this fucking sucks, man. And it feels like it's never going to end. That's the way I see it. Because like I complain so much more when I, uh, I complain so much fucking more when I'm high than I do when I'm sober. Um, and I complain a lot when I'm sober. So it's pretty wild. Yeah, I feel that uh, I won't try anything new. You know, I won't like try new activities or like watch new stuff while I'm high because I can learn to enjoy like most things if I'm sober. But if I'm exposed to something while I'm high, I'm probably going to just like it. I'm going to find one thing I don't like. I'm just going to focus on that. (laughs) That's not just marijuana. That's really like on anything. I don't know why my brain works that way. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a movie I went and saw high and was miserable. I Okay, I'll tell you this. I saw the movie The Avengers on the night it came out, right? The first one. So this is this big team-up movie you're very excited to see because not every movie was a team-up movie back then. So I went with this fucking guy right. who I think he just wanted to go to the movie because like it was a big deal in the culture. I don't think he necessarily cared or had seen any of the other movies, right? Um, So I will not leave a movie early. I've never left a movie early in my life. I've never fucking walked out of a movie. I once, uh, there's two movies in my year one with Michael Sarah. I uh, uh, had to step outside and take a break from because I hated it so much. And um, the other one was Public Enemy. I hated that movie, dude. That movie is one of the worst movies. I I really hated that movie. You're a year one head bear? I think... I, I don't. I think it might just be because of the of the like the few religious jokes that are in it that I thought were fucking hilarious because of my weird religion thing. But like, yeah, I thought it was pretty funny. I thought it was good. Holy shit! There's. I have a buddy named Nate. Uh, used to host a podcast called Everything Elite. Uh, there was a wrestling podcast, and he fucking gives me grief all the time because I hated that movie so much. It was that and Public Enemy. The movie with uh, Johnny Depp, or he plays John shot. Dillinger. Yeah, those were the two movies I almost yeah, no, I walked out it. of. But I stepped out, took a break, and walked back in. But that year one, that year one is the movie that challenged me the most of any other movie I've ever seen in my life. Uh, just a just a abysmal movie to me. But like, you know what? I really like the movie Hot Rod, and a lot of people think that movie sucks but it's fucking hilarious. I love it. You know, I've never, I've never seen it. So I don't even have a comment on that. I'm trying to prove I'm not a snob Fair. I'm trying to prove I'm not a snob right now. 
and say that there are bad movies that are poorly reviewed that I like. It's just year one is, I don't know, man. I just remember being in that theater and being fucking high as shit and being really excited to get in there because I was a big Michael Sarah head at the time because he was in Arrested Development. So I was like really excited to see him right. in a movie. Uh, big David Cross guy too, and he's in that movie. And I get in there and I'm just, I'm in misery, man. Uh, and, uh, but I did make it all the way through. I haven't seen it in a few uh, years. Dump- Maybe I should rewatch it. I, you know what? Now that Maybe you said right. you liked it, <laughs> now that you say you liked it, I'm thinking I need to rewatch it. <laughs> so I'm hearing that every, every Street Fighter needs to go watch your one and figure it out. I'm going to look it up. Let me look this up real quick. Just this doesn't mean shit. Everybody that listens to the Patreon knows this doesn't mean anything, but I'm on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Um, I want to look at year one and just see what we, what, what, oh, Jack Black's in it too. Yeah. Okay. So check this out. Okay. First, first, I'm going to let you, you're on the phone. I'm going to let you guess what the critic score is for year one. You know how Rotten Tomatoes works, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the critic, critic score, score is probably pretty low, probably like 60-something. 60 60-something? 60 okay. Uh, let's give the chat yeah, I'm gonna a say second to guess. Like 60-something. Okay. And year one, critic score, uh, get it in your head, take a second to guess this and i'm gonna tell bear and one two three 14 percent it is uh 14 percent oh my god critics but that's critic score now i gotta rewatch it but i don't think critic score means a lot in comedies because if you go back and look at any comedy from 2009 2010 it's gonna have that score it just isn't the type of thing but now i'm gonna let you take another get here at the one that does matter the audience score where do you think the score that matters the audience score with 250,000 plus ratings what percentage do you think the audience score is for year one i'm gonna okay i'm trying to think because i remember going and like sneaking into the theater with my friends and watching it right and we all laughed our asses off at it. I feel like I feel like most of the people that watched the film probably like were like around our age and shit too. So I'm gonna guess uh, I'm gonna place it in like 70s to 80s. I mean, I think people liked it. Okay, audience score for year one. I'm gonna count it down: three, two, one. Twenty-three percent audience score. So. It's oh my god! That it's bad, bear. <laughs> no, Not a lot of stuff that gets that low of an audience. I remember it being like the greatest show on the planet. Nothing gets oh that god. low of it. Now that I is like a it. crazy low. Yeah, that's a crazy low audience score. I like. I I can't believe how low. Like you don't see twenty three percent audience score ever. You're you're looking at a forty to fifty if it's bad you know what i mean so 
maybe I was right about year one. I'm going to let myself oh my uh, give my show myself some grace. And uh, 23% for the audience is the craziest score I think I've ever seen. <laughs> Even those fucking like disaster movies oh had God. better. <laughs> like here, here's disaster movie. I don't remember it now, but I'll, I'll read you the disaster movie. Okay, here's Disaster Movies audience score. Fucking Christ. I was supposed, to, I was supposed to go see Disaster okay. Movie in theaters, but then I didn't. Oh, okay. Disaster Movie's even worse. Okay, never mind. Disaster Movie is a 1% uh, critic score and a 21% audience score. So, there you go. I mean, there's a lot of movies yeah, here that people out. really enjoy that I'm looking at now. Like, we're semi-pro has a 38% audience score and I know that's one that people love. You know what I mean? Uh but okay, that's a me, tough fucking Did you give me a favor and look up the amazing Burt Wonderstone? <laughs> I posted about that the other we day need, people were like that's a, a low key good movie. <laughs> Dude, I fucking love that movie. I just rewatched it the other day. I made my boyfriend watch it with me. <laughs> How did your boyfriend like it? Ooh, oh, he thought it was awful. He fucking hates bear. those kinds of like super cheesy comedies. Oh my 38% god, thirty-eight really? percent critic. Yep, thirty-eight percent critic, thirty-three percent audience. So, yeah, audience two thousand tens where there's like Rotten Tomatoes score anymore. Like, yeah. It's wild. That's I. I mean, Rotten Tomatoes is just. By the way, I just it's a crummy site. It doesn't make any sense. The critic scores aren't anything. They mean nothing. The critic scores are uh, bought and paid for now. You know, I read a whole article. I don't know where you're going to find this article. You're probably gonna. You'd have to probably Google it. Uh, but this article that like, if you give too many disney movies a low score they won't let your critic uh review it early you they your critic has to pay to go and like the money for movie critics is getting to see the movie early and tell people where to see it doesn't matter once the movie's out you know so like the, oh, yeah. the disney scores are like artificially high that's not even like a Disney or just like a movie thing. So there's just this thing with like professional reviews where like you, because you choose who gets to like see your shit first, right? With like media reviews. So like, since you get to choose who sees it first, you just choose the people who you think will review you well. That's why I can't ever trust game reviews either. Yep. <laughs> so I like wait for the day of release and watch all the day one reviewers and not the fucking pregame reviewers. I'm a letterboxed. I'm, I'm going to become a letterboxed guy. Everybody that I'm friends with is a letterboxed guy. Everybody loves letter letterboxed. And I have never, I'm not on it. And it's because I'm too lazy to, uh, uh, I'm too lazy to I have no idea what that is. put the movies in letterboxed is like a social media. Uh, letterboxd is sort of a social media version of where you review movies and you follow people that review movies and it's where people that like really like movies are you know what i mean oh um, that, that that needs to be my thing then i should do that instead of all the other social media shit i don't actually care about it. i never post on 
Right. And yeah, that's an even better like social media thing because I think it it also allows you to see what people around you can uh you you it also allows you to see what people around you are people that are into sort of the same stuff. Like because uh, my buddies will share like reviews in a chat that I'm in and uh it's like oh okay that seems good but um it's wild i it's yes uh winners and losers it's like goodreads but for movies that's hank it's like yeah so it's basically like goodreads but you watch a movie and i think you can even put tv shows in there too which actually would be good for me because i use rotten tomatoes for everything and i don't think it's work good i i think rotten tomatoes fucking sucks like it's not a good indication, you know. I go off of uh, I completely I, I don't even read descriptions for movies before I watch them. When I pick out something to watch, I look at the fucking image and I look at like the title, and that's all I go based off of. That's fucking pure wild. pure that, vibe. You're too young for that, hey Bear. How old are you, Bear? I'm uh, I'm 19 today. It's actually my birthday. Everyone wish me a happy birthday. So, send me money. Happy birthday, Bear. Uh, let me tell them where to send you money. Oh, uh, oh God. Oh no. Uh, <laughs> don't actually send me money. I, I didn't think this far ahead. Okay. Well, let me just say this. You're 19, and I gotta tell you, when I was a kid, right, very young sort of uh, uh i i i was very young you would go to the video store and like literally you would just have to pick movies that uh you would look at the okay. box and then you just pick a movie and you're living like that old style bear you're living old people style i don't know i don't know if anyone else can relate to this but i grew up like Obviously, I grew up poor. I'm listening to the show, but I was I would grow up like rural poor, where like everything was set twenty to thirty years in the past until like just now. So like I was still using like VHS tapes, like they were Blu-rays when I was a kid. You know, <laughs> like I yeah. just now I bought my first Blu-ray player like today. Literally, I just ordered it today. Like so. That's sort of like there was. We still had video stores until 2012 was when our last one shut down. Our last video store yeah. uh, called it quits and shut down in a Daresville. I rented some real fucking turds, Bear. I mean, I'm talking about some of the worst oh. shit ever when I was it, a kid because of what was the cover. The if the box looked like something, I mean, that was all they had to do back then. I don't. I don't think it's necessarily the same now because I think all movies are kind of on a. Um, all movies that get any kind of a wide release have a certain amount of appeal. You know, uh, just slicker than back in the day. You'd rent a horror movie with an insane. You would rent a horror movie and it would have this like really great. Uh, cover and it would be the worst movie in the fucking world where it was like some guy's home video shit. If you like Blackwater Vampire, what? If you guys have no. never seen Blackwater Vampire, look it up and then watch it. Everyone, go watch Blackwater Vampire. What is Blackwater? Is is, is the it fucking word? It's not even about vampires. It's about a werewolf. 
Okay. Yeah, that works. That works. I was going to go see that movie Beast this weekend, but instead we went and saw Bodies, 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 which let me say this. I'll give you a quick little review. Maybe one of the better We Live in a Society movies I've seen. So, you know, uh, it definitely has a heavy-handed political... Yeah, it has a heavy-handed political message, but it's also, like, fun. You know what I mean? Like, it's a, it's a uh, fun... It's a fun horror movie where people kill, get killed and killing. Uh, but, but yeah, it was a good one. Bodies, Bodies, Bodies is very good. And so is the, uh, uh, the criminal. Emily, the criminal is another like really good one that I saw recently. So uh, I, would, I would definitely see that. It is like a We Live in a Society movie, but it's very good. A um, lot of fun. So uh, I would check that out. Um, you'd have fun. But I don't well, think I you do... I'm sorry. Go ahead, Bear. I'm sorry. I the, the, oh, no. the delay tonight is crazy. Oh, I was just I was just gonna advise people just generally, um, Dollar Tree D V D date night. The best fucking thing on the planet. If you and your partners need a good date night, go to Dollar Tree, buy a bunch of fucking snacks and like a DVD and just watch that shit. Because they're all awful and it's fantastic. Uh that's where Blackwater Dude, Vampire that is came a- from. Uh, that's also where the Holy hit movies, f- Super Furball came from. That was fantastic, too. That's fucking really, a really, really smart idea. That's an incredible idea, Bear. Because it's like you're just going out to do this thing and uh, see this movie. So I, that is really fucking cool. I, I, uh, I might have to try that. So uh, that should be fun. Yeah, um, I highly recommend it. Like $10 date idea. Yeah, I'll check it out. I definitely have to see. I definitely have to try that now with my wife. My wife would hate me if I suggested we do it, but uh, it might be fun to do because I have looked through those, and most of them are action movies anyway, which is, you know, I love those movies. So I would love to watch some shitty action, like some shitty Mel Gibson action movie or Bruce Willis one now, although the Bruce Willis ones I don't think I can do anymore because I just feel bad for the guy. You know what I mean? Um. At first, it was I like, don't know it's fun to make fun Brazil. of him. Oh, he's, he's dying. He's got like a really bad... They, like, he's making oh. all these movies. Somebody's like kind of making him make... It's some crazy story. It's very sad, so I can't watch the movies now. Not as fun. Well, Bear, I am going to take the rest of these calls. I love hearing from you. Thanks for calling. And Dollar Store Date Night is absolutely incredible. Uh great idea i'm i'm really uh i'm really impressed with that have a good night bear you too man peace bye all right here i'm gonna do something real quick that is very very unlike me um if jason's around i need him to mark the time i'm going to go piss before i die and uh i'll be right back i swear i promise actually uh, Lucas from Connecticut can do his blog here. Hey, thanks for calling Street Fight. Who am I talking to tonight? Hey, it's Lucas from Connecticut. Lucas, you're going to have, you can give, do the plug real quick. Okay. And, uh, I'm going to pee. All right. You don't have to talk all the way through, but I'm handing you the mic. Be good. Don't get me in trouble. 
All right, cool. Uh, enjoy your piss. Wash your hands. Um, hey, Street Fight listeners. I'm going to speak slower than I usually do, so Brian has plenty of time to pee, and this message is clear, and people can understand what I'm saying. Next weekend, from Thursday until Sunday, there's a camping trip planned at Fort Dummer State Park. That's F-O-R-T. D-U-M-M-E-R State Park in Brattleboro, Vermont. Uh, We have the campsite called Fir, F-I-R, as in a fir tree. Uh, That's got a lean-to, which is like an Adirondack shelter, is another name for it. Basically a cabin with three walls. Uh, It doesn't have any bunks or anything, but, uh, you know, bring like a ground pad thing. I'm bringing like a, a Tempur-Pedic mattress topper. I'm just going to throw that down. Uh, some fleece blankets and some pillows. I just blew a fuse in my house and my uh, PC switched off, which sucks because I was in the middle of a uh, game of uh, Mech Warrior 5 Mercenaries. It's a fun game. Check it out. But yeah, Fort Dummer say, State Park, Brattleboro, Vermont, Thursday to Sunday. Oh, he's back. I can't think of a better place to have something like this than Fort Dummer State Park. I think it's perfect. It's the perfect name and it's the perfect place. Yeah, it's it's well named for the, the big old group of dummies that are gonna go camping there. It's gonna be a good time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, double can I say this real quick? Uh you got the plug out. Uh double neg in the chat says Brian walking into Dollar Tree. Give me the most expensive DVD you have. Listen. If I did buy the most expensive DVD at Dollar Tree, what's it going to cost me? $10? Maybe I will do that. And my wife will be impressed. My wife will be like, oh, hello. This guy, he uh, uh, he spent $10 on a movie. <laughs> oh, my God. What's going on? Is there a raptor there? No, that's my basement door. It's creaky as hell. And uh, I'm resetting a circuit heard. right now because it's... Uh, it died. Um, I don't know which one it is, though. So I'm down here flipping all kinds of switches in my house trying to get the right one. At least we don't live in the time. I'll tell you this. Back when, back when you would like have to have an alarm clock plug in, and you're like, I don't know which breaker it is, and then you just have to go around the house setting clocks again because you keep turning them off. But, um, yeah. I think I just did that. Yeah, you... Oh, fucking, but, it doesn't matter now, though. You might it. have to set some clocks. Yeah, we're good. Air conditioning's back on. We're lights are on. Everything's cool. That's great. That's great. Yeah, I what mean, I think, like, the, the camp sounds fun. I do not like camping at all. Like, it is my least favorite thing on the planet to do because um, I don't like sweating. And that is an issue with me is, uh, I can't sleep if I'm sweating. That's a problem. So mech warrior five is mech warrior five, a new, new, uh, game. Uh, I think it came out in like 2019, but, um, it's the newest one they've made in like 10 years. My brother plays mech warrior, Jason. Uh, he might be on the line. He's probably like, damn, Mech Warrior, that sounds pretty fresh. Um, but 
Yeah, uh, Bacon's Bits in the chat said they're downloading Mech Warrior 5 right now, too, uh, on Game Pass. Hell so, yeah. There you go. I have never played anything like that. So it's basically like you, you run life. around in an 80-foot-tall robot, and you're going to, like, smash buildings and punch other robots and shoot missiles and flamethrowers and a lot of shooting, a lot of blowing up. Right. Well, you know I love that. Now you're just speaking my language, you know, killing. Is there killing? As long as there's kill mech warriors are big robots, right? Yeah, they're really big robots. Are they like Gundams, yeah, a, which I know game. a lot about? It's are basically they, what's like the difference? Gundam. Yeah, I haven't found any swords or anything yet. There's a lot less like physical, like hand-to-hand -hand combat, and a lot more like long-range missile shooting. But I'm hoping eventually I find a sword or something because I do end up punching a lot of robots in the face because. My style is kind of charging guns blazing type of thing. And then you really? get too close and you got to and this, I do, yeah. A big time, like, like, I just started, people want me to do Gundams, right? Build Gundams. You know what I'm talking about? They, they're like models of some sort. Yeah, like the That people think I should be doing. Gun PLA. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. think it's a people lot harder than me. like any model car or Legos. Exactly. People are like, you should get into Gunpla or whatever it is. They always say G-U-N-P-L-A and I read it as Gunpla. And, yeah, um, I don't know how to pronounce it either. It's anytime I'm talking about my Legos, which uh, I love. I love playing with Legos. But Gunpla sounds like incredibly fucking hard to do. I Googled it because I was like, well, these things look pretty cheap. It looks like I can get into this like for 25 bucks. You know, obviously you got to spend like a hundred bucks to put them together, but they seem a fucking lot harder than Legos to me. And I bought model cars last year. I still have them. I should fucking sell them. I have the uh, Firebird or the. Uh, yeah, the Smokey and the Bandit Pontiac Firebird. And uh, I really wanted that. I wanted that to display in my house because Smokey and the Bandit, one of my favorite movies. And uh, I also have like a Shelby, I think it is. Last year or two years ago while we were on the, you know, I'd be on the podcast just ordering models and telling people I ordered this model. And then I got one out and I started to try to put them together. And it was like really fucking hard. Like, I was like, I don't think I can do this. You're like gluing stuff, which is crazy. I don't know how to glue anything. So I'm not, uh, uh, yeah, I got, I, I have no idea. I got like one of those, I got one of those like sheet metal models where it's like a flat piece of, it's like a, maybe the size of two index cards and you have to like break the little metal tabs and then you follow some instructions to like fold it all with needle nose pliers and put together like a three inch long uh, fucking X-wing or something. And I just sat down with a pair of needle nose pliers and got really angry for about three hours before I like broke it to the point where I couldn't assemble it. My fingers were bleeding. And I was like, this isn't fun. Fuck this. I'm done. So models aren't for me. Yeah. But Legos are a blast. Oh yeah. Legos, the easiest shit in the world. And if you buy like a really wild one, then uh, if you buy like a really wild one, it, it takes a long time. I just bought yesterday. I don't know if it's still on sale, but I'm going to try to help y'all out a little bit. Um, if you're looking to get into Legos, there is a, the, the stadium, uh, 
that um, the Barcelona soccer team plays in is a massive set. It's like over 5,000 pieces and it's $350 and they're selling it right now for 200 bucks. And uh, that's the kind of set that'll get you like mad addicted to it because like, you know, you want one with like, you want a big one if you're an adult. I, I think kids, you know, uh, you could get them a smaller set, but you ideally want to have like 1,500 to 2,000 pieces because it'll take you a little time. And then you just kind of sit there and you sort the pieces and then you put the shit together. It's really fun. And uh, by the way, forever since breakfast, DM me. If you, I'll see if I can get you one of my model kits that I didn't fuck up and uh, I will mail that to you and I'll sign it. I've been signing. I signed a, a Lego box recently too. So if you want me to sell stuff or if you want to buy something for me, I'll sign it. You just got to DM me and tell me. And I've been selling a lot of this stuff on Twitter. Just when it comes up, it's like I'm selling a Batmobile right now for like 60 bucks and, uh, so if somebody wants to build the Batmobile from the new Batman movie, which, you know, <laughs> I don't know if anybody wants that. I posted people were like, eh, I don't know. I'm not feeling that. But I need a hobby. I can't I, uh, not have a hobby. I put together the Hogwarts Express. We, me and my oh. daughter did the Hogwarts Express. And as soon as we finished building it, uh, it rolled off of the table and smashed into a bunch of pieces on the floor again. She started to cry for like three seconds, and I was like, "Wait, wait, wait! This just means we get to build it again. This is this is fine. This yeah, is, fuck this, yeah. We just get to have the fun again." Yeah, yeah. I mean, my yeah, wife so, has um, been before. Uh... Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, wife? my wife's been taking these apart and sorting the pieces to make sure all the pieces are there. And then, as soon as it's all the way taken apart, I post up there that you can buy it and. uh I'll usually sell it. So just if you watch me on Twitter, I'll be selling Legos. Like I have a ton of them and I got to get rid of some of them. I got to make some money back. And, uh, you know, probably sometime next week I'll be selling the space shuttle discovery with the, um, Hubble telescope with it. So I know I bought that specifically to sell cause I knew a bunch of geeks would like to like to have that. Cause you know, how people love space. So when you build um, Legos, it like you open the box and you've got the numbered bags and it tells you which bag to use. When your wife disassembles it, does she go like, does she take the booklet and go page like the last page to the front page and like just disassemble no. it one piece at a time in the same order that you built it? Nope. We, uh, uh, we just, okay, she just like take it all apart. It's kind of a pain. In yeah. Oh, it's kind of a pain in the ass. I did want to start selling things that way, but I just, I, I don't know. It was very hard to keep my train of thought when I was trying to separate them. So, you know, I, I oftentimes have to take them apart and put them back together sometimes anyway, like in the middle. So it's not that bad not to have the numbered bags, you know, so tell people where to go camp dumber, gotcha. wherever um, at. And, uh, uh, yeah, Fort, hopefully Fort dumber, state park, Brattleboro, Vermont. Uh, we've got like seven or eight looking like uh, we'll have currently. Um, if anybody that's not on Facebook uh, shows up, that's cool as hell too. But um, yeah, Fort Dummer State Park in Brattleboro, Vermont, uh, Thursday to Sunday of this coming week. And uh, it's going to be a blast. So come hang and have, have fun. fun.
Um, thanks very much for taking the call. I know uh, you you probably got a couple more, so we intend to. Um, And you have a blast in Chicago. Uh, Wrestling is going to be sick, so have fun with that. Uh, Thanks for taking the call. I'll catch you later. Be well. Thanks. Yeah, I go to. I leave for Chicago on Friday. I'm going to go see the Bean. I guess you know how it is. Uh, Last call here. I'm going to take this call. I have to make a phone call for work after this, so I think it's. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who am I talking to? Whoa. You all right? You're talking to Bacon Bits out of St. Louis. Hey, Bacon Bits out of St. Louis. Where are you at? You in a wind tunnel? I'm here. Uh, Oh, that's my fan. That's my fan. It was 95 degrees today. Is that better? Alaska? Yeah, that's great. Is it Alaska? Your fan? Yeah, how do you You're know? A Holmes guy. Yeah, because Lasco's the best fan, and it was super loud. And Lasco's are the loudest fans, Bacon Bits. Uh, that's just a that's there. I had a Holmes because that's what uh, Target sells. And uh, Jesse turned me on to the Lasco, and I just never gone back. I love it. Yeah, I got a Lasco box fan. I got a Lasco pedestal fan. I got a window fan I put in in the spring and fall when it's not a billion degrees outside and swampy. Yeah. What, what, you don't have AC? Uh, it broke. I live in a 50-year-old house I inherited, and uh, I don't have the 10 grand to drop on a new AC system. <laughs> Nobody does. Trust me. <laughs> that two. sucks. This is why you rent. Yeah, and I hate where I live because it's like, it's the suburbs. It used to be country, but now it's suburbs. So it's like the, I don't know what it's called, yuppification. It's like gentrification, but for uh, real white people. Yes. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. I mean, I was just talking about this I know, with, with my buddy Jobert Moniker on Twitter about how I grew up in I never lived in the country. I, I was I never lived in a rural area, but I I I, uh, I lived in this neighborhood that was sort of like a working class neighborhood that wasn't downtown. It was definitely in the suburbs. It took about 15, 20 minutes to get downtown from this neighborhood. And uh, when I was a kid, we would we would play in the woods a lot. We would go fucking crazy playing in the woods, and there was a lot of them. Like there was a lot of woods there. And, you know, we'll go have fun and um, it will, we would go out there and play. So as I got a little older, hello, my fan's going. Hello? My fan's going wild. Yeah, your fan's going wild. It's loud. Yeah, that might be the window AC unit. Let me, let me hit that, uh, turn that off for you. I'll suffer for the, for the clown. Oh. Thank you. I'm sorry. The listeners would go crazy if I just let that go. Um, so anyway, like I, um, so anyway, like we would play in these woods and it was super fun. And there was like all these like cool little like landmarks in the woods. Like there was a devil's ditch. There was this, there was that. And we'd go back there and we'd play. Um, they, they leveled them all and they built apartments or not apartments, houses and apartments. It was just, they put in a ton more houses and shit. 
uh, recently, and I was always bummed out that the woods were gone for the kids, like as old as they, for, for like the kids that live there now. Um, I went by there recently and pretty much all the houses they built are empty and uh, it's just ruins now. So now the woods are gone and it's just a bunch of empty shitty houses that they built because nobody lives there anymore. Yeah, that's what's going on around here. And like my house like built in the 70s. So it's like a nice brick ranch house. And all the houses around here are like, you know, El Cheapo. Like they go up in like a yeah. week almost. But they're like fancy yeah, pe- on the outside. But like my buddy's brother is a general contractor. And he's like, I would never move in one of those houses even if he paid me $10 million. <laughs> well, I think the thing with me is like, I would move into one of those houses for $10 million. Uh, I, uh, I think the thing with me is that like, I, I don't have this great need to own anything in my life, like own any land. Like, I think if I inherited a house, I'd probably keep it. You know, it wouldn't be, I wouldn't be the kind of guy that would, would like buy a house or, or that would like inherit a house and sell it. I might though, because I don't have any desire to own anything. Um, but I think like it sucks because people don't want to live down. The people that don't want to live downtown are some of, but do want to live in a place like that. They're going to be some of the worst people you find. <laughs> so you're losing either way because you oh. have like you you have like these all these new neighbors, and if it's rural, it's great, and if it's urban, it's great. But if it's in the middle, it's not. <laughs> yeah, they're going crazy right now. It's my area. We're getting our first ever mire, and I have no idea what a mire is like. You're not even close to where I'm at. I've never even seen one. But I hear it's like they're great. how Target's a little bit nicer than Walmart. They're a little bit nicer than Target. No, 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 no. That's not right. It's kind of uh, they're stuff. no, they're Target. They're they're. I would put them firmly between Walmart and Target. To tell you the truth, uh, I don't think you would say they're nicer than Target. I, a Meyer is firmly between Walmart and Target. I would say, but they got a lot of good treats there. You like treats? You're gonna be set for life. Yes, I love treats, but that's a relief because I'm know. a union uh, grocery store employee. So, like, you know, less competition is better. I don't know. Is my union or yeah. not? Yes, it is here. But you know what has been happening with a lot of these chains and stuff like that um, is I know that like so in my neighborhood there is a Kroger which is union. And then um, there is a Giant Eagle Market District. And a lot of Giant Eagles are union. But any new one they build are not union. So basically, if they, if they build something, if, if they're building a new place, I think it's not going to be union. I, this is my guess. I don't know if that's for sure. But I know that all of, all of the new Giant Eagles aren't union. But there's ones in... Pittsburgh and stuff that are union. So I don't know how they get away with that, but that's something that 
that happens now. So I wonder if even the Meyer is mostly union. They generally have paid well. They fucking drug test, which is like at a grocery store, motherfucker. You know? <laughs> so that made me. Nuts. Yeah, yeah. Did like, you get if, if they drug tested my job, it'd be like no one would work there. Yeah, that's the thing. The Everybody I work with here and. Yeah, everybody I ever worked with at the grocery store would have really been fucked if they drugged them. Yeah, especially like I've been doing this shit for 15 years, so I got a little bit invested in the company. But like, you know, the worst time probably for anyone was working during that buying madness, which I'm like PTSD from. I tried the- one Nutrin and it did not agree with me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when was it? The 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 early COVID? Yeah, was early the problem COVID or gave me PTSD. I fucking believe it. I felt for you guys. Well, I, that's you know, I still for some toilet paper. Yeah, I have a memory. I have like a really vivid memory of that last day the day after the NBA was sort of uh, canceled when everybody was like, okay, this is like really seriously going to fucking happen. And uh, I remember going to the grocery store and I just remember being so packed in with people that had their carts completely full, no masks, no nothing because nobody thought they had to wear masks. But like, I remember standing in there and just being like, man, these people that are working is a motherfucker, man. I feel for everybody. Yeah, yeah, it was not, it was not fun. But hey, we mostly came out of it the other side, and that's the thing you gotta look forward to, my friend. Yeah, yeah, you did great. I I can't believe it. Uh, did you get any hero pay or anything? Yeah, yeah, I got a, a Illinois actually uh, passed like a law that made it like us first responders. So. It's, they kind of were forced to give us hazard pay. They got hazard pay and like bonuses for like retention. That's how I bought my new used car. It was like straight from the Biden or Trump bucks and Biden bucks and uh the union paid hazard pay bonuses. Plus, you know, I didn't do shit for like a year other than go to work and home and work and home. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize yeah, how much money did. I spent at bars till COVID. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, uh, yeah, I, I just started going out and doing stuff again. And it's basically me and my wife just go to movies now. Um, I can't think anything to do. I don't, I don't fucking know what to do. I go out. I don't like going to the bar. I hate it. And I don't think I'm ever going back to the bar again, unless I'm working, you know? Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know that. I mean, I, I'm glad I mean, are you feeling better on the other end of the, like with the PTSD and stuff? Is that, are are you doing better? Yeah, yeah, I'm doing better. Like there's some minor things that kind of upset. Like I, I lost my dad to COVID complications. So that's a good chunk of it too. It's like the whole freaking COVID thing. Like I have like redacted from my like news feed and I take news hiatuses. So I kind of just, you know, take the world like fuck it. Yeah. Well, you don't have to know the news anyway. at all. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't think it's imperative that people know the news anyway. I think the news just bums you out. It's literally just a thing to do if you want to be bummed out. I I kind of get what's going on like secondhand from people that are smarter than me is is how I kind of do it. So uh yeah. Well exactly. I hope everything I hope you're feeling better, bacon bits, and it's good to hear from you. And uh have a good yep. night. Peace. All right, everybody. You too, buddy. I got some stuff. Later. I got some stuff I got to do. I got some uh, uh, some work stuff I have to do. Um, I know this is my work too, but I have other work stuff I have to do. Um, but it's good, as always, to hear from you. I will not be here next week, and there isn't going to be a Wednesday stream at this point because I have to uh, um, I have to coordinate with people to put the shows together. Um, I'm going to do a stream another night a week i promise that's it's not like the end of uh it, it's not like the end of streaming it's just i don't know sort of how to how to do it so uh i will see you all next i'll see you all wednesday sub to the uh patreon and street fight and uh have a really good night i love you all bye hey this shit like videos you hear me Everything I'm saying in this motherfucker is all props. This shit is not real. Just in case the police listen, I'm gonna speed me up. Slide, slide, Man, don't respond to shit. We fun. I'm like, fuck it. You trippers. Go get it. Go gone. They drop it. Locations. I'm getting it done. Fuck tweeting. We sliding. The feds come. He fucking his bitches. Some niggas. Nigga son. I'm hanging with killers. We breaking a bond. They really don't mean they really don't mean it. He play it in songs. We been sliding through they blocks and they don't know we have. But he ass got shot and we ain't claiming, but I can show his ass. Niggas acting like they really like that. Says my Brody dad. Just get out the fans. You bring up murders with your police ass. I told Vaughn to leave that bitch alone. She post on OnlyFans. Catch him at apartments. They be in, cause that's our only chance. They don't be outside like you think they ass be on the ground. Old ops fucking with my new ops. Oh man. That shit Murphy been through there, that shit like Ghostland My brother D-Thang just got killed and I've been slow since Bro, we got back on they ass, I bet they know this And on bro, I'm speaking facts, this ain't no diss Keep the police out my business, we don't post shit Trigger happy, I be with Zoon and we on 4-6 They like Dirk, his ass a singer, he won't smoke shit You can bleed whatever you want, I got your folks hit Don't respond to shit, we fun I'm like, fuck it, you trippers, get it I'm saying, he spin. You need a pill to slide. He all follow milligrams. He been a fan. I see niggas really killing shit. Post shit on Instagram. You doing that? You might as well go to court and say you killed a man. I don't claim niggas who be with ops. I tried to wheel him in.
trenches like a sport. You grab that ball and turn to killer man. Switches on me, all face shots. We changing dental plans. All fast cars, make it scratch. We don't do rental vans. I can have your homie set you up. Is that some uh -huh. Don't respond yeah. to shit. Yeah. We Vaughn. I'm like, fuck it. You trippin'. Get it. Go get it. Get your gun. gun. They dropping locations. I'm getting it done. Fuck tweeting. Yeah. We sliding. Yeah.